Hi, welcome to the Thoughtful Life Podcast. I'm Shauna Jenkins, and throughout the next 20 minutes, you're going to hear family strategy ideas, lots of encouragement, and dialogue on how to make the most of these precious years with your kids. If you're struggling with how to change habits in your household, I'm going to come alongside with some ideas to help you strategize and change your course of action so you can see your family live out your God-given potential. We only get to do it once, so let's make the most of it. Welcome to this week's podcast. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, this is the first episode in season one, and I want to welcome you. I'm so excited to be launching this um, podcast. I've thought about this for just over a year now, um, the name Thoughtful Life and bringing that brand to the table um, and talking about some of these topics we're going to be touching on. But I want to tell you first why I waited. And I think this is probably one of the number one things that if I want you to leave almost every podcast with, um, here it is. Okay. So I'm going to launch this podcast with the message. Now I'm a goal oriented person. I'm a starter. I'm a quick starter, fresh ideas. I'm creative. Um, let's just get out there, get it done. But what I've learned while becoming a mom and a wife And the more children we add to our family, we have two kids right now. One is five, the other is two and a little bit. And I'm also pregnant with our third child. So um, I have had to learn the value of keeping peace in my home and what that looks like. I think every home is different. I think every home has a different dynamic. I think peacefulness and... um, I don't know if you want to call it not rocking the boat or keeping stability. There's so many different words we could use um, instead of peace, but I, I choose the word peace. For me, when I say to keep the peace in my home, that I'm going to make a decision to do something differently so that I will keep the peace in my home. To me, that means stability for my children, that they can stay in their routines, that, you know what, there's, yes, there's going to be things that kind of change and evolve and mess up those schedules and routines, especially around holiday seasons or when changes happen throughout the year, seasonal changes. Why didn't I start this a year ago? Because I was ready. I felt ready, but my family wasn't ready. And um, I got all my studio equipment. I got everything ready in an, in a, an office space in our home. And I have spent literally almost a year setting this up. There's still... Um, some wallpaper not uh, finished here yet. I'm still putting that up on the walls, but I I wanted this done January 2018. That was my goal. Um, but things changed. My daughter started school. She was late going to JK. I held her back just because I wanted more time with her and I felt she needed that. She wasn't ready to go. She's a late birthday. So I took uh, the year to just do life differently than the pace that I would have wanted to to run at. Um, my husband has run in 
several uh, political elections in the past. He was a city councilor in our community, and then he ran federally. Um, we spent two years involved in the federal election aspect, and I was uh, part of those campaigns. It was a very busy season, very busy time for our family. We didn't even have a dinner table. Um, we ate out most nights because we were at events. My daughter, um, she was our only child at the time. I would pick her up from uh, Nana and Papa's around eight o'clock at night because they had had, she was in daycare all day. They would pick her up and then we wouldn't get there until that time of night. And so it was a very, very busy season. And so she grew up, our little one grew up with with that in her first, um, that was from when she was six months old until she was uh, just over two. And so that was her, um, her upbringing of those formative years. And so fast forward now to this past year, 2018, I felt like there were some areas that were missing for her or were not established for her. Um, and whether it be my connection with her or our connection with her as parents or her security, um, that I needed to just not run fast in what I wanted, but to see those things mature, um, by spending time. And so that meant saying no to some things I wanted to do so that I could say yes to um, establishing and setting a foundation in my family before I run ahead to some of these goals. So I hope that makes sense to you. And what I wanted to, why I wanted to share that very vulnerable, intimate story with you, it's not super intimate, but for me, that's, you know, that's something that's close to my heart. It's, it's a private matter. It's a choice that I made as a mom for my family and for my kids um, that I needed to do some things different than, um, the way culture might have been saying to do it. And was it easy? No. Was it financially easy? No. It was very um, different than I would have saw life. But for the sake of laying that groundwork and foundation in our family, I felt that was of utmost importance. And you know what? Each one of us is going to have decisions like that, that we have to face, that we have to make. And I'm going to leave it to you. There's no judgment here. Absolutely no judgment with how you raise your family. Um, those are personal decisions. And this podcast is just to bring life giving material, life um, giving encouragements for wherever you're at in your family dynamics. You might be a superstar when it comes to routines and setting boundaries. Um, and one of, you know, Sometimes when we hear experts on a topic, it's either because number one, they're natural, they're totally naturally gifted at something, or number two, quite often, they were not a natural, but they honed their skills and they learned um, some really difficult lessons. They learned some great lessons in the midst of going through trials and in the midst of going through things. And that's where their message comes from. And so for me, I have always said over the years, I'm a super creative person. And I've said, I, I do not like routines. <laughs> I, okay. Now I'm getting really real on this podcast, but anyways, I don't even like showering in the morning. Okay. Or, or every day or whatever, but yes, I force myself to do it. 
Um, I don't like routines. I don't like doing the same thing. I love creativity and doing different things. But you know what I've learned as a creative person? The more I um, (laughs) can't believe I'm sharing about not liking to shower. It's not that I don't like being clean. It's just the whole process is so boring to me. It's like getting my hair done. Uh, They always say when I go get your hair done, oh, it's so nice. You're going to get pampered and you're going to have this beautiful time. Like just get it done. I just want to get, I just, anyways, maybe it's being impatient, but (laughs) such is life. So back to peace in your home. I'm going to leave that with you to think about how you can um, bring peace to your own home. So whether it be adding involvements, um, pressures or, or different things, or maybe it's the way you communicate, keeping peace through not having strife, not fighting, um, staying, um, healthy yourself, uh, taking time to rest, taking time to get the proper sleep that you need so that you can be a person of peace so that you bring peace to your home so that you're, um, someone who brings life, not takes life and what things you might be running after, whether it be goal setting or making some changes that, um, maybe we need to slow down a bit on. And so, The topic of today's podcast really is, as you're thinking about the new year, we're coming into 2019, and you're probably thinking about what maybe didn't go well in 2018, what didn't go well in 2017. Maybe there's some habits, some family things that you're going, you know, I said I wanted to do this different last year, and we still haven't done it. Today, I'm going to talk about setting new family goals. And so what type of family goals would you be setting this year? I don't know um, what new family goals you have for your, um, for your family, but maybe it's how many dinners you want to eat together each week. Maybe you want to increase that amount. Maybe it's catching the bus on time. If your kids are always late and you're frustrated and you're always going out the door, um, frantic, maybe it's finding a way to pack lunches in a more effective, efficient way. Maybe it's giving that role or task to your kids now. Maybe you feel like they're ready to start that. Um, just some other ideas. Uh, limiting TV time, limiting device time. I hear a lot of parents talking about what, how do we establish these boundaries in our home with our devices, our media devices. Maybe it's you and your spouse need to start first and be the ones to implement those changes. And so let's say you want to change the way you use your devices in your home. And so I've seen people, um, one of their ideas is to have a basket at the door and it's where everybody puts their devices in as they come in the door. So let's just say uh, you want to make a change like that. And so tomorrow you put a basket at the door and your kids come home. And as soon as they come in the door, you say, okay, put your phones away. And your spouse come home, put your phone in the basket. Um, we're going to leave it in the, in the basket. And then we're going to have, you know, a night playing family games together. <laughs> Maybe you never play family games together. How is that going to work? How is that going to go over with your kids or your spouse? And I'm guessing not very well. And so like, if you were just to do this without warning, and so that's, you know, that's something to think about is when you go, um, go into this next year, um, with some new family goals, how do we create new systems? 
So just like a company, just like a a business, our family has systems that we've established. Now, when we're talking about family, we don't really talk about it like a business because that's not, family isn't really supposed to feel like a business, but we are talking systems here. And in families, we tend to use the word routines. And so we need to recognize that whether we like our routines or not in our family, our current routines, even if you think that you don't have them, you probably do, or you do. They're just not the routines that you want, but they are still routines. And so anytime you want to break out of a routine, it's like breaking a habit. You know, they say that 21 days to establish a new habit. Well, you need to do it for a certain amount of time and you need to have a bit of a plan or a strategy in place. Um, And especially maybe there's a fallback plan if, you know, it didn't go well, we need to change some things. And so I love this topic because I just, I love the dynamics of, of change and seeing things evolve and taking ourselves or an organization or our families, which involves people from one place to another. And that's, that's amazing. Change is amazing. Now we, there's so many, there's so many things to talk about change, like resistance to change. And I bet, you know, if you're going to bring in a new habit or a new routine into your house, you might find some resistance. It's really all in the way you communicate it. And so back to just before I give you some real, um, kind of steps or tips to leave you with today, um, I want you to picture changing the dynamics in your family, much like changing an organization. Now, the bigger the organization, the more strategy, the longer it could take to make changes and the more thought that needs to be brought into that organization, the more people that are part of it. Because if you are alone on a motorboat or a speedboat, in fact, let's say a speedboat on a lake or an ocean, and you want to make a turn, you want to make a change, you want to change the direction, the target of where you're headed. All right. How fast can you make that change when you are a single person in a speedboat? Very fast. And I know my husband, you know, he, he, we got married late later in life. And so I think he was 33 when we got married. And so he was very used to doing things alone, fast, And so, you know, these are dynamics where we've had to come together, talk through things differently, because if he just wants to, you know, do something in his life, um, change his diet or change um, his gym schedule, well, for him before, that was very easy and simple. But now, you know, you have a family to take care of. You have a spouse who maybe wants to accomplish some of her own goals. You have kids now who, who looks after the kids when who's at the, like you want to talk through those things so that you both feel like, um, not one person's getting the short end of the stick. So these are are things we need to communicate about. Now back to the motorboat analogy. If you're on a speedboat, you can make a quick change to change your direction. But if you have a cruise ship with a ton of people on it, or a ship with a lot of cargo, you're going to want to ensure that you don't make a super quick change and jolt everybody out of position or out of place on that boat or that cargo just goes flying off the boat. So that's what 
it's like when we're talking about changing systems in a family. It's like changing the direction of a ship. You know, everyone's going their direction. Everyone's established. They're, they know, like, if you have kids that are older than two or, or I don't even know what age to pick, but they, they've established some routines. You know, there's things that they look forward to. And so if you're going to change those things all at once, well, you know, there's, there needs to be some thought given, or you may have some major resistance, or you may have some major frustrations and you might just give up on your goals altogether because you're like, this is just, this is just not working, (laughs) but we have to ask ourselves, well, why is it not working? And I want to bring this quote, uh, before I give you some real strategic tips of, where to leave you in today's podcast, but back to organizational change. You know, this is a great quote about organizational change. Managing it is the process of planning and implementing change in organizations in such a way as to minimize employee resistance and cost to the organization while simultaneously maximizing the effectiveness of the change effort. So what does that mean when it comes to our families? Well, you want to minimize, <laughs> again, I can't, I did grow up in a business family. Um, when I say business family, I mean that they were uh, business people, entrepreneurs. And so we did talk a lot of business at home. I don't want to talk fam- family like a business. However, I think this quote really can be related back to family. So when we're talking about our family, We want to minimize the resistance for our kids or for our spouse when we want to make changes. And sure, you could throw in minimizing the cost if that's something that you need to do. Um, But we want to maximize the effectiveness of where we're headed. And so what does this look like? Um, Some tips for what you could do to make some changes because we are coming into 2019. So you're thinking of new habits. You're thinking of changes what can you do different this year? How can you think this through a little bit so that these changes can be positive, they can be lasting, and you can see yourself maybe get to a new place in your family than you have been before. So number one, write it down. Just get it out of your head and onto paper. I always find that when it's in my head, it's all ethereal. It's all up there and um, I feel overwhelmed. I don't know where to start, but getting it on paper. Okay. That's step one. I've put it down. It means it's a little more concrete. I can always scratch it out. Maybe it's not something I want to do right now, but at least it's down on paper because you know, the other part of it is you're going to want to communicate these goals. Again, we're not talking about just you here. We're talking about a spouse uh, kids, depending on their ages, could be more difficult. They've established their routines already. So number two, you want to think about the other people in your family. How will making a change in this area affect them? What are some places where you may see some resistance? And maybe, like again, as an example, let's talk about um, devices. So changing the way that you guys use your uh, cell phones or your iPads or some of those things in your home. Maybe that's something you want to tackle. Maybe it's not. Uh, for me, uh, meal times have been super crucial. So 
um, setting the table, teaching my kids because of their age manners and being part of being helpful when it comes to setting the table, clearing the table. We are not there yet. The clearing the table part usually falls on me or my husband, depending on who is more tired at the end of the day. Um, The other one is in bed and the other one cleans the kitchen. But I want to see, that's one goal for me is to see my family become um, helpers in that way. So you could decide whether your kids is their job to take their dish when they're done to the counter, or is it to clear it right off and put it right in the dishwasher? You know, um, if you want to set yourself up for success, you're going to want to make sure your dishwasher is cleared so that when you say this is the new plan, you're going to put it right in the dishwasher, that the dishwasher is empty. Because if it's not, where are they going to put it? What is their instruction? And if it goes on the counter, you're going to be okay with that. You want them to feel good about um, participating in these new family dynamics. So again, just some food for thought. Okay. Um, maybe it's sitting at the table is important depending on your kid's age. Maybe they haven't learned that yet. You know, my under two, my two-year-old just turned two in September is very busy at the table. And so we're working on sitting there until he's done his meal. And I'm not rigid or dictatorship about it, but It's something that I'm encouraging him to do. So one step further, you know, this meal, one step further, right? It's, you know, sometimes he's going to be feisty and want to get down and I have to understand his mood and what's going on in his little mind. Um, But we're working on it. And then eventually the next step would be, you know, can I be excused? Those, Those are manners. Those are values. Those are things that are important to me and my family. And so you're going to have your own. You're going to have things that are are just as important to you and they're probably different than what's important to me. So number three, I think we're on is to break it down into smaller steps. So break, break down this massive goal or whatever it is into a smaller step. And then the next one is to communicate the change you want in a loving way. So you might want to start with talking to your spouse first, see if they're on board, see if this is something that they desire, see if this is something that should be right now. Maybe this is for down the road. Maybe it's not for right now. And um, have some of those discussions first, because if you guys are on the same page, then you're going to be able to implement this a lot easier to your kids. Um, And then the next one would be to communicate your why if you think that that will help inspire change. Now, when I'm talking to my two-year-old, telling him why might not really be that crucial. But telling my, if I had a 15-year-old, why, you know, some of these changes are important, um, whether it's being on devices or some new boundaries, like maybe you don't want them using their cell phone in their room at night anymore. You've, you've done that and you've let it go and you still are frustrated inside yourself that you're doing that and yet you don't know how to change this habit, you know, you might want to have some really thoughtful discussion with your 15-year-old about why you really feel this is important to make this change. And there are some very valid reasons out there for, for why. Um, and so the next one would be to communicate what it looks like and the steps. So for example, let's say it's back to setting the table. So guys, you know, I just... I wanted to let you know that we're going to start setting the, (laughs) that sounded so official. Anyways, 
I don't know if I would do it that way, but I'm trying to think of what I would say to my five-year-old. I'd choose a time where she could actually hear what I'm saying, um, an opportune time for her, not a time when she's just come in the door from school or, or whatever it is. But, you know, I might say something, hey, honey, I just, I want you to know, I've been thinking about some things we can do together before we eat our supper. <laughs> this is me talking to a five-year-old, Okay. And I would like, I would love it if we set the table together. I think it could be really neat. And again, your kid might hear something differently than my kid would, okay? So this is the way I would talk to her. And this is the way that would work for her to hear it. So I would like your help. I think that you would be so good at helping with this job. And I would love to get your help to set the table and we can make it really fun. We could get some special placemats and you could choose who gets to put uh, the place, who gets what placemat. That could be your special job. And we're going to learn how to do this together. But what that means, and remember to share with your kids, what does that mean for you? Well, that means, honey, that the TV is going to go off because I let her watch TV before dinner after school. That means the TV is going to go off after such and such a time or after this show. And that means when the TV goes off, that means it's time for setting the table. And so when it goes off, I need you to come into the kitchen and we're going to work together at setting the table. So your communication of the change is going to be equally important to all of the other steps because that is going to make it or break it. Again, you know your children, you know the way they need to hear something. You want to do it in a loving way. You want to do it in a positive way. You want to do it at an opportune time that they can hear you. They can take it in. And you know what? If you have some resistance, just back off and, and wait for another opportunity and another time. And maybe you want to ask some questions. So, so what, what don't you like about that right now? Why, why don't you want to set the table and have some dialogue about it? And then you can share why you think it's important. So I think I've left you with a lot to think about today, changing habits for 2019, not just for you, but for your family. So I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. This is my first time ever doing this and um, I've had a lot of fun and I hope that um, we can have lots of really great dialogue as the year goes on and in this launch and this official kickoff of season one of the Thoughtful Life podcast. Thanks for joining me today.